This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and uh, I'm really happy to be with you again. Last week was pre-recorded because of the holiday and um, so since essentially since I spoke with you last two weeks ago, I had a strange layering effect of all these weird time warps that like, these things that happened that took me out of normal time that actually took me straight into uh, looking at Cancerian issues, right, with the sun and Jupiter entering Cancer maybe a little over two weeks ago, like the 25th, 26th, something like that of June, and uh, Mercury retrograding in Cancer. And, uh, you know, and so I had this, this series of experiences that took me straight into the terrain of what I was thinking um, this Cancerian opportunity is. And so I want to talk a little about that. I'm going to um, truncate it a bit and send you to YouTube so you can see two videos I produced recently. One of them is uh, just in general, Jupiter and Cancer, you know, what to expect for the next approximately year that it's there, you know, how to understand the idea of Jupiter offering opportunity, but how to really understand what that means. Essentially, Jupiter, it's not just, you know, the gift giver and the the greater benefic and all this, you know, stuff. Uh, It's really about expansion through an opportunity, uh, through taking risk. But if you're standing there holding like a bag of rocks of your old crap and your karmic garbage, you're not, you can't even recognize the opportunity. So, So Jupiter events, in fact... When it really comes down to it, it's not happy, shiny, everything's wonderful. Jupiter events are actually opportunities to shed something that is like a bag of rocks in your field, whether an idea, belief, an emotion, an attitude, whatever, in favor. So you can pick up something wonderful. And the universe, you know, the idea with the Jupiter transit is trying to give you something wonderful. So in Cancer, what gets, uh, what needs to get dropped is certain feelings, certain uh, orientations toward emotion. So this video, Jupiter and Cancer, on the the YouTube thing, and also it's on my homepage, tdjacobs.com. Um, actually, no, now the second video is on my homepage, but but you can go to to YouTube and just look up, you know, uh, my name, astrologer, and you'll you'll find it. And uh, <laughs> Um, the second video is about the Grand Water Trine. So you, Jupiter entered Cancer and be, you know and completed this cr- trine with uh, Neptune in Pisces and Saturn in Scorpio. And that that video has a lot to do with um, how to understand these three energies talking to each other in in this Grand Trine. And again, Grand Trines are assumed to be wonderful. I mean, a trine is great, so why wouldn't three of them together be terrific? But I also give you some insights on that. So go to, you know, that's on my homepage, uh, tdjacobs.com, and also go to YouTube. And I think there are about 30 videos now uh, over the last couple of years that I've put up there. So so that's uh, some of the explanation that I want to that I want to give you is uh, just you know basically go to YouTube <laughs> and uh, everybody saves time because I've already done done the work there. Um, uh, yeah, so tonight I want to talk a little about Mercury retrograde. Um, I want to uh, give an update. I want to talk about Saturn turning direct 
in Scorpio, which it's now direct and beginning its uh, forward crawl uh, very slowly. And also the Jupiter in Cancer thing. And we did also have a new moon recently uh, around the middle of Cancer. So it, it heightens all this, this conversation, uh, energetic, psychic, you know, uh, emotional conversation about Cancerian issues. So that's kind of the update thing. And I'm going to take a uh, caller questions. So, you know, figure in about 10 minutes, I'll start taking caller questions, but I'm going to give you uh, the number now because I'm like that. Uh, the number is 877-230-3062. And, and my prefer or my normal thing is to share, you know, your data when you call with uh, the listeners. So those who are in front of their computers and interested in learning about astrology and understanding, uh, you know, more about it. Cause I, I, you know, I have a self-appointed education mandate. It's not just, you know, giving you a reading. Uh, but if you don't want us to give, uh, me to give your data out, just, um, you know, the royal we, us. If you don't want your data shared, just, just make sure you tell, uh, the producer that when you call. And I'm happy to honor that. Um, so Mercury retrograde in Cancer, there are things that you think that don't serve you. <laughs> there are, uh, ways you have filed uh, memories about family, about your own emotions, about when your needs did or did not get met. There are ways you filed these things that uh, don't serve you and don't work. So Mercury retrograde is always about rethinking something. And in this case, rethinking something through the lens of the heart, through, can- through the Cancerian lens. Um, as I've said many times over the years, it can be very challenging to step into the sign of cancer and do it in a mature, responsible, self-respecting way because sometimes we enter that sign, the, the moon's domain, and we want uh, to become a puddle on the floor because we finally get the opportunity to emote or to express. And, and what I'm endeavoring to do and everything I do is to teach you how to live a heart-centered life so that, you know, not that you're leading with your heart so your heart's on your sleeve, so to speak, but but so that you're encountering the world through uh, all, of your, all of your energy centers and all like centers of consciousness in your body, including the fourth, including the heart chakra, but that you're clear about what you're going to experience and you're being intentional, which is kind of a third chakra power, uh, sixth and third chakra power. Um, but also that you're aware of what's happening around you, but you're committed to not taking it on, not absorbing it, not carrying it with you. So just think about that for a minute and then understand that this Mercury retrograde is for you to rethink what has happened in the past about your emotions. This is going to, without a doubt, um, you know, unless you're sleeping the whole solar month and, you know, you're, unless you're checked out, this will bring up family issues of one kind or another. And, and in a bunch of people's lives, uh, of which I'm aware with the clients and also my personal life, there's a family thing that's come to a head. And this is completely normal. And, um, you know, whether it's everybody suddenly talking to try to resolve a problem or something coming to the surface that uh, needs to be resolved and suddenly somebody names it, and everybody else, you know, bands together, whether they like it or not, but doing that in the spirit of togetherness, right? Or just a nice connectivity, a nice let's just talk, let's just reaffirm that we're connected, and I love that. 
you know, that kind of sentiment, uh, you know, that people loving the, the being connected together. So whatever it is, there's something coming up. Um, what I notice in, my, in myself, I don't have a cancer south node. I do notice in myself every solar month of cancer, I do get a little nostalgic. And I, th- I think it's, you know, it's easy to do that with my south node there. It's a, you know, indicator of uh, karmic conditioning over time. So I have a bunch of lives where doing things in a Cancerian way is emphasized. You know, that's kind of my my preference and my, my habit pattern. Um, but I do notice that I think about the past a lot more. And so now we have uh, Mercury uh, retrograde in Cancer, so we're thinking about the past even more. Now we have Jupiter having entered the sign of Cancer, so this expansion through feeling is is presented to us, this opportunity – and as I mentioned in these videos, if you are um, if you are hiding something or you are trying to keep something under wraps, then it, it, you're not going to be able to avoid this feeling coming up and or positively filling you to the brim uh, with whatever it's about. So figure figure out what you can do to move the emotion, which is to say energy. Talking can help a lot of people, right? Talking about what you're feeling, you know. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you this tip. You know, when you're, t- when you need to say something to somebody, whether it's about that person or not, you know, there's a, a really useful strategy that's gonna help with all this Cancerian stuff, and it is to kind of set up a conversation with a kind of meta conversational technique, and it's kind of like you. Like, tell this other person, look, I really need to, to say this thing and, and process this, at least name it, and I might get really emotional, and I just I just kind of really need you to hold space for me and not react or not think it's about you, even if it seems like it's about you. So this kind of meta-conversational approach, you know, setting up, you know, the conversation in order that you can actually move through something. Because to have something come up and cry, or to have something come up and be upset or wistful or regretful or something sad or whatever emotion might be there, angry, right, that we know or I'd like you to know that all uh, anger covers pain. So in this case, if it is about anger, you have to let the anger get air, right, come to the surface. And this is another way, this is another reason to have that meta conversational uh, structure set up is that, look, um, I'm realizing friend, partner, family member, with whom I'm speaking, I'm realizing this, I'm really having a problem with this thing, and I just, I need to be angry for a minute, but can you just witness it and not take it personally? Because you can't think through the feelings that you're carrying. Just like, you know, newsflash to humans, you can't do it, it doesn't work. It will never work, which is how you can go into some form of therapy and talk about your feelings forever until you move the emotional energy Right? To move the emotion, which is energy, you will never actually move the energy. So uh, sometimes it's not enough that, you know, friend, I would just like to explain to you that I'm kind of angry about this thing. No, it's like I need to say, look, this is what, you know, I need to actually do the energy. I need to act it out in this way that allows the energy to move. And I think that, you know, this new moon in Cancer, Jupiter entering Cancer around the time the Sun enters Cancer, Mercury retrograding in Cancer, you know, Mars is about to enter Cancer, so it's another, you know, it's another element of action through emotion uh, that's going to be needed for, for, 
that during that transit. But there's this, this, as far as I'm concerned, an incredibly, uh, rich and robust opportunity to observe your emotions and understand that they're energies that you're carrying that have meaning and memories attached to them. So just think about that for a minute. I'll just be patient over here while you're thinking about it. No. So, um, you know, you experience energy as emotion. So, you know, I, I do a lot of work with people to clear out their emotional stuff, you know, even getting in a grounded space, doing some channeled work and energy work from wherever I do distance energy work for clients. Pretty much almost every session I do, uh, there's some kind of meditative thing where we, we, we alter how things are working energetically. Uh, we don't come to intervening in a, in a positive way, in a helpful way, but it's energy that you're holding on to because you think it means something. So if you can understand that you're an energetic being and that you experience energy as emotion, in fact, as a musical instrument is played, your physical and emotional self is played when you experience energy. And there is this whole thing uh, that I first encountered uh, reading channel material from the Pleiadians, I guess through Barbara Marciniak's work, um, I don't know, like a decade ago or something, like a long time ago. I think she put out these books in the, in the 90s, maybe the 80s and 90s. But one of the things the Pleiadians say in this book is that, you know, it's amazing to be on Earth. Beings want to be here because the opportunity is rare to be in a physical body and to experience energy as emotion, kind of paraphrasing the end of that. Um, but to have the experience of emotion and to be able to change and transmute energy in the form of emotion through the physical body, you know, is a, is a unique thing in, in the, the universe. And so the way they talk about it and Jehudi, the Ascended Master Right channel has, uh, has affirmed this. There's kind of a line out the door to get embodied on earth. So you and I are running around, you know, feeling what we're feeling, wishing we didn't have a lot of pain. You know, our personalities are bent out of shape because things are difficult. But there's a line out the door <laughs> to um, come to Earth so for, for portions of all that is or divine consciousness, blah, 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 whatever, to come to Earth to experience what it's like to be here and have this situation that you and I are trying not to repeat. So, so all of this to say, all of this Cancerian energy – including the new moon, which is about a new beginning within, you know, the, the experience of being an emotional being, a new beginning about, you know, related to your conception of and your relationship to your own needs and, you know, as a being who needs things, uh, needs experiences and emotions and touch and uh, to be heard and supported and accepted and to accept others. And um, this is opportunity to deepen your understanding of your awareness and observation of yourself as an emotional being, which is to say energetic being. I hope you, everybody, everybody who's hearing this, everybody who's, you know, running around on planet earth, I hope that, I hope that you can figure out, like, like observe your feelings, observe what you're actually feeling and do something about it in the form of communicating, expressing, you know, move your body you know, I mentioned in one of these videos, moving your body because energy is stored in our bodies and we have to move in order to, to do this. And, and because of this emphasis in, uh, 
in Cancer and soon Mars entering Cancer soon. Because of that emphasis, it's going to be important to be gentle and I want you to move your body when you're having emotion with a, with a mind to learning to listen to how your body communicates when you're full of energy, when you're feeling emotion. So stretch. Get on the floor and stretch and move and, you know, turn and go for a walk, but be aware of what you're feeling. Don't go out for some power walk where it's about cardio. Move your body with an intention to be attentive to what is actually happening in your body. This is the first step to actually moving the energies through your field that you're, that you're experiencing. Cause like if something comes up in, in your family system, for example, and everybody is or you know whomever might be involved is completely focused on this and stressed and maybe worried or concerned you're generating energies that you're not moving like that's what's actually happening and if you know a meaning is attached to the feelings that are happening then you can lodge them in your field and ultimately if you reinforce the meanings as beliefs then they become karmas that's what the definition of karma is, meaning that's attached to a belief that we have and an emotion. Uh, but anyway, this opportunity, you know, feel what you're feeling. Become aware of how energy and emotion move through your body. And uh, I didn't even tell you about the time warp. So we're going to take uh, the first break, uh, and then I'll be taking caller questions. I'm going to give you the number now, and you can and you can um, uh, get poised to call in eight seven seven. Two three zero three zero six two, and let's take the first break. Um, Tom Jacobs uh, from tdjacobs.com, and uh, we'll be right back with the Soul's Journey. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. We all need support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com. 
Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and I'm taking your caller, uh, your caller questions. I'm taking your questions today. The number is 877-230-3062. And uh, the reason I went to the, into this series of mini time warps that added up to just over a week of fantastically weird things, I was um, looking for the right thing to help me sleep better and uh, – I, I took some melatonin and without researching it. And I don't do that. I mean, I should say it this way. Obviously, I did it. <laughs> I seem to think that I'm the kind of person who wouldn't do that. <laughs> so when I did it, it was very surprising. And, um, and I, whatever it was, I took this herbal sleep aid, which I didn't read the thing because I was desperate, the label, but I, I, you know, my girlfriend gave it to me and I had taken something similar in the past and been fine with it. Um, and so, and a melatonin pill. So anyway, this herbal thing had three milligrams of melatonin in it, which is a standard dose for a person. <laughs> and uh, this other one was 10 milligrams. So in one night, I took 13 milligrams of melatonin in an effort to sleep well. I mean, I kind of slept that night, but it took almost, almost four days for my body to metabolize this huge, this relatively large dose of melatonin. And it turns out that, you know, your pineal gland, uh, which is a tiny gland on the base of your brain that produces it, produces between 0.3 and 0.8 milligrams. So it's potentially that if you take one of these normal doses of three milligrams, you're taking 10 times the dose that your pineal gland might be making. So this is why I do research before I take things because, you know, (laughs) making a giant error like this and so I was more or less in a stupor and was worthless. And it was as though I had, um, you know, you know, been exposed to some fairies, uh, sleepy fairy dust is what it was like because it was magical and nobody else was like this. I was in my own little universe, groggy. I had to cancel client appointments and reschedule things and erase my online availability and all this stuff. And at the end of that, I ended up getting a sinus infection. So then I was actually sick, which I don't often get sick. And this is the way that I get sick is with a sinus infection. I sneeze so much and then, you know, and then an infection occurs. I don't get what's going, you know, what's said to be going around. Anyway, so I was actually very feverish and I did sleep. So the whole point of this, the whole point of this is that in around, you know, through this series, this, this, you know, comedy of errors and, you know, ignorant choices, I found myself in the middle of cancerian terrain looking at what it is that I need. And I had this part of me 
speaking like how can I nurture myself? How can I take care of myself? Because in that space of um, you know groggy groggy worthlessness, you know, as a mode, you know, not just like oh I don't feel motivated today, but just like worthless. In that space of the melatonin effect. Um, oh, when I write a book about it, that's what it's called, the melatonin effect. But uh, in that space, um, I didn't care about anything. Like, all I cared about was, oh, gosh, I'm really hungry right now, or, oh, gosh, why is this person talking? <laughs> you know, like, that's all I cared about. It was a very, it was a very um, like, exaggerated Cancerian thing of focusing on um, my own needs. So you know, I wonder if other people are having this experience too where some you – know, s- Maybe uninformed or, you know, just dumb expletive choice leads them into this terrain of having to hyper focus on what they do or don't need. Um, because that would be a thing with this new moon in Cancer, Jupiter in Cancer, Mercury retrograding in Cancer. Like that's, that would be a thing there to have your attention put on what it is that you need. So during that week, I became very clear, like, well, I should say at the end of that week, when I started to feel like myself again, um, I became very clear that, like, just how foundational. I mean, it's, it's like who doesn't know this, but I was reminded that how foundational uh, sleep is. And uh, you know, whatever. I don't. Maybe I'm a little uh, anxious sometimes or hyperactive. I don't know. I have a lot of energy. My mind goes, you know, to do a lot of things. And you know, you, the evidence is like all the the books that I put out in those three years. You know, in the last three years. But. Um, all I could do was focus during that week on what I needed, and it was a very present kind of momentary thing. And um, it's, it was really interesting, and I, I'm actually appreciative of the experience because it helped me uh, reset some behavior patterns that don't incorporate space and time for me to really care for myself. So I was unable to do much more than care for myself, and, and I, got some, I got some help you know, a kind, kind girlfriend helping me out with some things. Um, but I did as much as I could uh, myself as far as, you know, walking around the house, getting food and water and, and you know, whatever. Um, so it was just interesting to be taken into that into that space for uh, somebody who has like a really prominent first and second, third house, used to being very active, not used to having a lot of downtime. Like I said, I don't often get ill. And I think it's been about a year and a half since I was even feeling like that. But just zapped right into that. So, um, you know, expanding, it's Jupiter and Cancer idea, expanding into a space of nurturing can mean letting go of things that you do that are not nurturing. That's one of the possibilities. And very often when we need to rest, you know, when we need to slow down, we, we create illness and injury. It's, it's one of the things that, one of the things that, that we can count on our energy fields so they're kind of causing something to happen that's challenging so that we slow down. And and people do manifest illness to force them to look at what their needs are. So I kind of feel like I was in that position. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I want, to, I want to talk a little also about this, um, the Saturn changing direction, you know, going uh, direct after its approximately five-month uh, retro. I'm going to give you the number again in case you want to call in and, and help me entertain us, uh, 
230-3062. I hope you're not sitting there waiting for the last three minutes of the show to call in. You should just call now if you're going to call. And uh, because at the last minute we're all distracted and I'm trying to to get you some huge amount of info in just a few minutes, it doesn't work. So call in now if you're going to call in. And I hope you do. I'd love to give you some insights about what's happening uh, in your life. Give you some tips and tricks on all this watery stuff that we're, that we're experiencing. Um, but Saturn and Scorpio, uh, and there's actually, um, there are MP3s on my site for Saturn and Scorpio. It's almost two hours and, uh, Neptune and Pisces, which is about an hour. And those two of the components of this grand water trine that we're having right now. Um, and so those are available through tdjacobs.com in the, in the, on the media page. The Saturn, you know, for five minutes every year is direct or is a retrograde. And, uh, there's this time of rethinking structure, revisiting what structures we've created, what motivates us, like how moral we are or are not, and kind of how the Saturn issues affect our lives. In Scorpio, there's been a big thing about getting to the truth of things, you know, being the detective, being the, the soothsayer, uh, being the whistleblower is a, is a Saturn and Scorpio energy, you know, calling a spade a spade, even if there are ripple effects around you. Um, but also for you to become aware of what's the truth about some situation in your life. Like how may you be unconsciously or unaware of not being fully truthful with yourself? And with Saturn and Scorpio, that can be, you know, very, very challenging. Uh, because you have to look at a hard truth, you have to see in what way you might take be able to, or need to take responsibility for something before it can actually change. So then it stations, slows down, appears to slow down, and to um, you know appears from the Earth's perspective to not move and then change direction. So now it's direct and very very slow, under five degrees of Scorpio, and. Um, so there's a sense when planets station that we might be able to finally move ahead with something because these retrograde periods, whatever planet it may be, can indicate having to redo or re- review, rethink, renew something, but you might not have forward action until it's, until it's direct again, you know, it's normal motion. In this case, um, you know, starting in the next few weeks, we'll start to feel the energy can move. So Saturn, structure, discipline, work, maturity, authority – you know, uh, these are these are some of the issues that have been slowed down and perhaps not working according to plan the last five months. So, and in Scorpio, what is it that you can do? How is it that you can behave in a structured, ethical, moral, intentional, grounded way? You know, uh, realistic is another giant keyword for Saturn. How can you work with Scorpionic issues? You know, or work with Saturnian issues in a Scorpionic way, getting getting to the bottom of you know the, also the resonance of uh, Pluto and Capricorn and the sextile they've been dancing with, the mutual reception sextile um, that I talk about in the uh, Saturn in Scorpio MP3. By the way, I go into detail about what that's about. Um, the headline is um, "Who has control over your life? Who has the power when in your world?" So. There have been disempowering things that have come up for a lot of people with Saturn in Scorpio in general, and there can be this exasperated feeling of, I can't change that. But the fact is Saturn is trying to get you to realize that with intention, with a plan, with conscious planning, and then a dedication and commitment to a long-term effort, you can change anything. You can actually change anything. 
And I think um, I, one of the things I've been observing with the Saturn slowing down in Scorpio, like not so much when it was just retrograde for five months, but towards the last few weeks, noticing the emergence in some people uh, with whom I've been in contact of a sense of powerlessness to change something, like seeing seeing the truth of something, but not being, not feeling that proactive, you know, whatever proactive choices and, and change, it would actually yield results. And um, this is Saturn, or the Saturn effect of asking us to dig deep in order to decide that we're strong. And when it comes to you know, different things in the chart that can indicate confidence. The Saturn, Saturnian kind of, ed, you know, uh, angle on confidence. What sets apart somebody who has confidence from somebody who doesn't? And the person who has it has simply decided to have it. In client sessions, when this comes up, I usually laugh when I say that because it's hilarious if you think about that. The person who has confidence versus the person who doesn't, it's a simple choice to be confident. And it's it's an act of will. So Saturn in Scorpio says, well, what's what's wrong in your life? What isn't working? Who's in charge of this situation? And what can you do to change it? And then any disempowered response up to any of those things, oh, well, so-and-so has the power, or I can't change this, or you know, who's responsible for it? I don't know. I wish I could change it. All of that, Saturn says, baloney. Look at yourself, you sap. You know, kind of like sometimes it feels like that kind of critical energy. Like look, look at yourself. Oh my God, can you see yourself? And uh, that's kind of some of the reality check quality that that's been in play with Saturn. Uh, you know, turning, seeming to to slow down and turn around in Scorpio. So now there's this possibility for forward movement. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Uh, as I mentioned, it's part of the Grand Trine. Trying Neptune and Pisces, which is about letting go of things that don't work for you, but more importantly, things that are not true. Neptune in Pisces, the great, you know, the capital geo great opportunity is to sense into what is true, to observe what you're experiencing and what you're working with, what you're thinking, what you're doing, where your energy goes, what influences you let into your life, and sense into the truth of how they affect you. And essentially, it's like a, it's like a, a simple circuit, on or off. Is this good for me? Is this bad for me? And you'll hear different parts of you weighing in. So it's very important to um, sort through what's true and what isn't true. So I might like this thing because it gives me enjoyment, it gives me pleasure, but I know it's not good for me. So Neptune in Pisces is, is uh, offering you the opportunity to align with the truth here. Saturn in Scorpio is offering you the opportunity to become conscious of the reality of how the truth of something is actually structured within you. So this thing, you don't like this thing. Well, who's in charge of it? Well, it looks like this other person's in charge of it. And Saturn says, baloney. So Neptune is chiming in with this trine saying, let go, surrender to this, to the truth that you're forfeiting your Saturnian strength if you think somebody else is in charge of some situation in your life you can't change. So there's that. And that trine has been coming in and out of focus uh, for months in early Pisces and Scorpio. 
And then Jupiter enters Cancer around the 25th or 26th of June. And what gets added to this mix is, oh, it's time to feel in a big way. So as I say in this this video on the Grand Trine, uh, Grand Water Trine, Grand Trines, you know, are basically three planets in conversation with each other. And we want that to be great because we want astrology to give us something to look forward to. We want something to give us hope, which is why we put all of this emphasis on, you know, how wonderful Jupiter transits are and how great trines are and, oh, bad squares and bad, you know, oppositions. But trines are great. We put such an emphasis on that because we're not sure. Let me be Saturn and Scorpio for you. <laughs> we're not sure all the time because we haven't trained ourselves to do it how to own what's wrong and then to set about making it happen through the power of will, through making choices in order to change things. We're, we're as, a, as a collective, we are spiritually immature. We're getting there. You know, I'm not like, you know, trying to put everybody down or anything, but we're getting there, but we're learning how to get up, how to stand up within this, you know, long-term sense of, of feeling disempowered about how the circumstances of our lives unfold. So that takes me to the second break. Uh, stick with me. I'll be right back on The Soul's Journey. support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. 
A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to the Soul's Journey. I'm Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm going to um, insert an announcement that seemed uh, seems to have been um, uh, been left behind, and it's that this coming Monday, July fifteenth at six p.m. Pacific for an hour, I am hosting a free call on the channeled book Understanding Loss and Death. Uh, last month uh, was Approaching Love, the first of the four channel books. This is the second. And then there's a call in each of August uh, and September for the other two books. You can get that info at tdjacobs.com forward slash time, which is my uh, T-I-M-E, which is my uh, site calendar. Um, I'm excited about the Understanding Loss and Death call. Um, I'm excited about each call, but I'm excited about this one because um, how you know how can you become – how can you come how can you work through grief how can you understand why people die when they do how can you understand the loss of children when people other when adults seem to die young and leave leave other people bereft and, and grieving how can we understand that stuff and the ascended master judy comes through in understanding loss and death and gives us a kind of map of how the souls arrange these things and the intention is to give us a birds eye view an alternate perspective on um on how to understand what's actually happening so that you, and in my experience working with Jehudi and getting all these bird's eye views and these alternative perspectives, I still have my human feelings about the thing that happened, but I'm able to zoom back and adjust uh, in certain ways to his level of awareness so I can see the divine play that, you know, I can see what the create creative intelligence, you know, capitalized of the universe is actually doing through these things. And how these soul contracts work. So um, all these channel books that I, I spent like a, uh, basically a year bringing through when transiting Saturn when I was in my twelfth, like the work was in the the cha- you know the house of channeling and other worlds. And um, so I'm bringing you this free call. I want you to get the book. And so if you have the book, call in with your questions. Uh, seriously, call me. Call in with your questions. Uh, I've already posted the call in data, uh, the call in numbers on the. Um, on the uh, the website entry or the calendar entry at tdjacobs.com forward slash time. And um, call in with your questions. And if you haven't read the book, call in to listen about it. And you're welcome to, to ask questions then too. And, you know, one of the one of the biggest things, and this is actually a Jupiter and Cancer, Neptune, Pisces, you know, Saturn and Scorpio, Grand Trine issue. How to deal with grief. How to deal with emotions. How can we let go of certain things? How can we experience what we're feeling you know, not shut it out, but actually embrace it and then move through it. So I didn't plan that this book was going to happen during the time of this grand trine or this um, call on the book, but it's perfect timing. And um, yeah, how can we understand, you know, why these painful things happen to us? How can we understand the divine timing uh, in relation to how we expected our human lives to go? So call in Monday. It's free. I want, I want, 
a bajillion people to call in and take advantage of this free call and listen to these perspectives and get the books and, and take advantage of the time to ask me questions about these perspectives. I'll be talking about some things, reading some passages, um, you know, and then I want you to get the book. You can get the book individually or you can get it as a paperback of all four books, Approaching Love, Understanding Loss and Death, Goddess, Past, Present, and Future, and Conscious Revolution, Tools for 2012 and Beyond. You can get it, get them individually through Amazon or Kindle and my site, teachjacobs.com. But you can also get the paperback through Amazon or my site. And that, I recommend getting the paperback of all four books. It's basically four books for the price of two. And to have this entire book, it's life-changing if you if you actually uh, let it do what it wants to do, alter your consciousness and, and help you come out of things. Um, and the other thing to say, because I mentioned soul contracts, and I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day who said, I just, I'm done with that. I don't want to know that there are soul contracts. And I think, uh, you know, built into that uh, for this person, particular person, had to do with um, the difficulties that arise between us and how there's difficult things. And so I just want to plant a seed for you that the contracts between souls – you know, of all kinds, have to do with having an effect on each other so that our souls, these portions of divine consciousness, learn through them, learn through these experiences. It's not about pain and suffering. It's not about hurting each other. It's not about, you know, all these difficult things. But that is part of the process of affecting each other. So anyway, call in, call in Monday, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, for this free call on understanding loss and death. And, um, it's not going to be somber and heavy. It's going to be, you know, me, ex- you know, offering some explanations about the teachings and taking, uh, questions about why b- bad things happen to good people. <laughs> so, um, so, so definitely call in for that. So this whole thing with the, with the Grand Trine, how can you let go of a feeling. How can you process a feeling enough? Well, Saturn in the mix adds this idea of realism. What's really happening? You know, what really happened in this situation? And a lot of times our responses, when we're talking about a particular painful experience, our responses about what's actually happened are, are our perspective on what happened to us. So, like an adult, you know, in an, in an effort to make peace with you know, a situation from his or her childhood might, you know, I basically will lead clients into observing, well, why do you think your parent was like this? And the adult can often say, well, you know, this is what my mom had going on. And so it's kind of how she was trained to be a parent. And so this seems to be kind of how it happened for her. And it's this grounded, logical, reasonable, wonderful, beautiful sentiment of compassion and forgiveness, right? Understanding and giving the mom the benefit of the doubt now, 30, 40, 50, 60 years later. But <laughs> Jupiter and Cancer, expansion through feeling, brings up the past, Mercury retrograde in Cancer right now, emotions from the past coming up to be revisited. But the kid who was affected at that age is still with you. This whole model revolves around parts of ourselves that are shaped by painful experience. This whole model that I'm working with in doing what's work with people. So why do you think your mom did that? And the grounded, conscious, spiritually savvy, you know, fantastic, wonderful, terrific adult gives me this great answer. And I say, yes, <laughs> great. You're sophisticated and savvy. Perfect. But why did it seem that it happened to you? Why would she do that to you? 
So, and this brings in this energy, like, like you can do this at any time, but the energy of the grand trine right now also happening, you know, at the same time as this Mercury retrograde in Cancer, the sign of family, history, nurturing, mom, right, and apple pie, etc. But, you know, um, all of this stuff happening together and the, the idea of this new moon recently, a renewal, you know, in mid-Cancer, about 16 degrees Cancer, I think, uh, was the new moon recently, a sense of renewal through the heart and the hearth and the feeling. Why did it seem that it happened? And then you can get the voice of the part of you that's still bent out of shape and perhaps resentful and perhaps disappointed or whatever, angry, sad, waiting for someone to, you know, love you. Uh, in the ways that you needed as a kid. And so all this grand water trend, Saturn and Scorpio, well, what really happened? Well, you know, asking the questions about psychological motivation. Well, why would that be like that? You know, and then Neptune and Pisces, can you trust in a perspective that your linear logical mind cannot generate? Can you trust in a bird's eye view perspective of why this is a creation between souls so that you learn things about love and nurturing uh, and essentially all human journeys revolve around learning what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom. Uh, get Jehudi Speaks if you want the full answer because he, he – send a message to Jehudi does a bang-up job of, uh, of answering this question in, in a fan, you know, firecracker great way. But anyway, that's, like what, that's what our human journeys you know, are centered upon, learning about what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom. So – what does this inner kid think happened? What does this wounded part of you believe is true? Can you have more faith in your own power to move energy? Jupiter and Cancer, can you feel? Are you willing to expand through your heart? Meaning, whenever you open your heart, you have to deal with the you know debris that you're carrying there. But can you expand through that? Are you willing to step into that to feel all you feel? Yeah, take a few hours, be angry, cry, you know, be, you know, uh, connect your fist with a pillow, like do whatever you need to do. But then get, if it's anger and frustration, get through it to the place where you actually break down and have an emotional release in the form of crying or sighing or something like that. Um, so that you can become lighter about it because you have to move the energy. But Jupiter in Cancer wants you to feel bigger and more. Neptune in Pisces wants you to let go of what isn't working and what isn't true for you as a divine being. Neptune in Pisces wants you to, to deal with what's true and align with what's true as it relates to you as a being incarnated here. Not your idea of what's true. Not what you would like to be true. Not the thing you might be holding on to because you decided that it should be true. Not the linear logical thing that seems to have happened, but to actually connect with this experience of what is true. As I experience that when I do readings, oftentimes there's a there's a uh, a vibration. Oh wow, there's something. And I've learned over the years to you know understand that when I say something and I have like a physical reaction, like chills or heat or tingles or something like that, that's a confirmation. That's like a I'm I'm resonating with something. I'm vibrating. It's it's a lot of the. The, the method of how I, how I interpret what guides are saying to me too because they're kind of giving me images and feelings and I'm articulating them. And when I say it just the right way, which could be the third thing I'm saying, by the way. You know, sometimes I'm rephrasing things to get to the right thing. But then I'll have this resonance and it's like, you know, I'm like locked in place and it's vibrating. 
And that's truth. That's a Neptunian truth. That is not my linear logical mind, my left brain saying that's probably true or I've decided that that's true. But it's this vibration of what's true. And uh, so Neptune and Pisces wants you to connect with the vibration of truth beyond what you think is happening, including beyond what fearful parts of you assume has happened in the past. What is true about this? And then the Saturn and Scorpio thing. Basically, you know, kick your own butt with your with your fear-based assumptions. That's the other thing about the Scorpio thing. Uh, what's the re- the reality of how you can work with fear, how you can align with fear? Saturn is saying, look at this clearly. You know, look at this and view where the opportunity for empowerment lies and what kind of long-term plan could be put in place to make that reality or make that uh, what's really happening, you know, unfold that in the right way. Okay, I'm going to put the little soap, I'm going to nest the soap boxes again because I just like lined up like four or five of them and got on each of them in turn and then I jumped. You couldn't see it because it's radio, but I was actually hopping back and forth as I talked about each thing. Ah, so let me take a little breath. So um, we're coming to <laughs> coming to the end of the show. And, uh, you know, if you're listening and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, uh, go to uh, my host page and subscribe subscribe to it or go directly to iTunes. The iTunes link is, is from my CTR page, uh, The Soul's Journey. And um, I'm really encouraged and uh, happy and pleased and thrilled that uh, – uh, subscriptions continue to rise, so I'm getting you know this uh, this info that is uh, about which I'm passionate and uh, that I get all uh, lit up about and soapboxy about um, into a bunch of uh, iTunes accounts of a bunch of people, and so I'm really happy about that. And and you, um, I want you to let me know that you're listening. I want you to send me an email. I want you to. Uh, you know, send some support to the show in the form of letting me know you're there and what kind of topics you like and, and what you've been hearing that you do like and what you might like to hear more of. And also, um, you know, send me some bucks to support the show. It's always appreciated and helpful. And um, you can do that through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul dot html. And uh, for the time being, there are also uh, archived episodes. All the past episodes are on that uh, that page as well. Oh, and um, there was a tech glitch. So um, last week's episode didn't get posted in the feed until today. Um, but I want you to hear that. It's a client session uh, with a brave client of mine named Maureen um, who agreed to let me use a, a half-hour session with her. And then we did a follow-up call. And it involves past life integration. Uh, and so I think it's a fascinating uh, case study that I want to share with you and let you know how I do work with people on an ongoing basis to you know, deal with fears and to transform things through affirmations and empowering people to change how their lives are working. So that's it for this week. Um, I'm Tom from tdjacobs.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for subscribing. And uh, I'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 